I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Tony Cotty, and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. You are listening to the We Are West End podcast with me, Will Pugh, and James Jones. And this season, the We Are West End podcast is sponsored by Miriam Errington Conveyancing in Adelaide, South Australia. So if you are buying or selling a property in Adelaide, South Australia, or Australia as a whole, make sure you keep West End business in the West End family by giving Miriam a call or a shout. It's Miriam Errington Conveyancing for all your property sale and conveyancing needs down under. Guess who's back? Back again. Will and James are back. Tell a friend. Oh, what a return as well. I'm back from Sri Lanka. The most relaxing two weeks of my life, pretty much. James has finally got himself a new job. He's back on the working wagon again, like the rest of us, pulling in the big bucks and you know a mood of celebration in our personal lives and West Ham as is their way uh, decided to oh, no, we don't swear on this podcast but there's no other way of putting it really it's shit all over that uh, by losing <laughs> 6-0 at home to Arsenal on Sunday uh, James said to me just before we came on the podcast let's ease our way back into it shall we had a couple of weeks off mid-season annual leave isn't what we normally do I must admit um, we normally have a little Christmas break uh, but James started a new job I had a, had a holiday a long booked holiday uh, to take uh, and James wants to ease his way back in to the We Are West Ham podcast thanks to all of you those of you who messaged uh, both of us or the podcast um, either individually or together or whatever over the period of time telling us how much you missed us and how much you were looking forward to the content when we returned. James, I'm delighted to see you again. You're looking very chipper. You, you look like you've got the weight of the world off of your shoulders 
Uh, now you're an employed man once again and can finally provide for your, for your wonderful family. Uh, tell me, how exactly would you like, how does one or do two uh, people, podcasters, friends, colleagues, business partners ease their way back into a podcast after two weeks off uh, when we've lost uh, 6-0 to Arsenal the day before we've recorded? Well, I suppose first of all, it's good to see your face again. Um, expected yeah, a bit of tan, but um, beyond that, uh, it's good to see you. Oh, I've had a few compliments um, on it today, to be fair. Maybe uh, it's the lighting, maybe it's it could be the lighting. Um, but one thing you didn't say that I told you before we started recording was the reason why we should ease it in is because no one wants to listen mm. to more than an hour, 45 minutes of me and you having a moan about West Ham after witnessing what we witnessed on Sunday. People just don't yeah. care anymore. Um, no. But I definitely don't. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, just, I just, let's, just, let's spare people the, the moans and the groans. Yeah, for, uh, I tell you what, then. no longer than we really need to. No, 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 I quite agree with you on that. I'll tell you what, then, let's sort of start. We'll ease in. Um, firstly, uh, tan wise, right? I've had lots of compliments on it today. I was impressed, but one thing I will say is I'm in my early 30s now, right? We started this podcast, and me and you first met. Uh, I was a, I was a much younger man, 26, 27, when we came into each other's lives, and uh. In those days, I would have been a bit more haphazard. This was my first proper grown-up holiday as far as, like, sunscreen goes. I think this is the first holiday I can remember in my life where I didn't have at least, like, 48 hours of being really, like, in pain and uncomfortable from sunburn. Yeah. And, you know, it was even got to the stage where I was putting Factor 30 on, and that is unheard of. Obviously, I had a few days of the Factor 20 um, bronzing oil, like early days, but that can, you know, that you can get a little bit uncomfortable as it goes on. I was putting fact 30 on by the end. I think it's because I'm starting to, I'm in the aging years, like I'm looking really sort of like haggard and tired. Some people will say that's what supporting my stand for uh, all of your life does. And I do agree that a lot of these stress lines on my face are probably from that. Um, but yeah, I've been very, very sensible with the old suntan lotion. And yeah, I feel like I'm sort of got a nice tan. I got a few compliments on it at my return to the office today, um, but not like so bad where you know I've sort of risked long term skin damage and potentially skin cancer just for a couple of weeks for looking a bit brown, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I get, I get, <laughs> I'm not, not interested, mate. <laughs> get melanomas and get brown. <laughs> no, 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 mate. I, I, well, I mean, coming from someone that. Um, it's such fair skin. I might as well be a ginger. Um, mm. I mean, I literally we've got to just look at the sun and I go red, uh, and then I go yeah. brown late, late, late. We're in the line. That's um, what everyone but, says. You burns easily, though, isn't it? Yeah, I go brown in a fortnight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it takes me a while. Yeah. Just cook, I, I cook, I cook first, and then kind of just peter out. But yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last. I can't remember the last holiday I had where I didn't. I didn't have at least 24 hours of going, oh, that hurts. Put my t-shirt Yeah, up. I can't really and lay on any sides to get asleep. I've had two I've had two separate holidays where I fall asleep in the sun and severely scalded my legs to the point where <laughs> like I'm I'm borderline wondering whether I should go to hospital about this because it's <laughs> yeah. Um so um so I, I yeah, you don't need to talk to me about um 
being very careful in the sun because I know all about that and um, I still yeah. really haven't learned my lesson, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that, that's sort of my thing covered. By the way, I think we spoke about this off pod. Not getting paid at all here. Um, this is not an ad. Go to Sri Lanka, everyone. What an amazing not, country. We're not, not getting paid by the Sri Lankan government. I'm not paying, I'm not sponsoring the We Are Sam podcast. Our, our primary sponsor remains Miriam Errington Conveyancing um, and what a wonderful and treasured partnership that is. Uh, so yeah, go to, go to Australia um, and go and uh, see Miriam for all of your uh, conveyancing needs when you're buying and selling properties down under. That is a, is a paid sponsorship. Um, but yeah, the t- Sri Lanka Tourism Board haven't given us any money, but it is a quality country. Uh, so yeah, do go there. Release some little baby turtles, James, um, that are just oh. hatched on the beach. Yeah, proper no, wholesome yeah, stuff. I'm very jealous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really wholesome stuff. Um, yeah, that was amazing. What else did we do? We saw some elephants, wild elephants. That was cool. Wild water buffalo. Saw a wild leopard, but it was like a thousand yards away. And you sort of just saw its tail poking out of the uh, which, a which tree to trunk. be honest, is is as far away as you want a leopard to be, really, isn't it? You don't want it to be any well. Closer. This much is true. Yeah, yeah. If anything, if it was like, yeah, I saw a leopard from like ten yards, <laughs> a little bit worried. <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Went to Sigiria, saw an ancient rock top fortress. That was really cool. Yeah, seriously. If you're listening, oh, Rob, I think it was Rob. Dowden, uh, excuse me, uh, Rob, if I've got your surname wrong there, sent me a message I put, put out on my Instagram before I went about where I should go and stay. Um, and Rob came back and told me to go and stay at the Heritance Tea Factory up in the uh, the hill country. And, um, yeah, really, really nice bloke. He gave me lots of uh, Rob Rowe, this is, on Instagram, lots of tips. And I went and stayed at the hotel he told me to, one of the <laughs> podcast listeners. Um, so yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh, talk to me then, James, about your new your new job. You're finally back on the uh, back on the treadmill. How does it feel? It feels amazing. Um, it feels. Uh, last week was my first full week of employment for about five mm. months. Um, so I won't lie, I was absolutely knackered by five pm Friday. <laughs> um, but but um, but yeah, it's I'm I'm very I'm very happy, very happy to be. Back in amongst it, doing what I doing what I yeah. love doing, working in digital publishing, um, and yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for, for what's going on. Obviously, I told you over the weekend that it was a bit of a slow start, slow integration into the business, but um, yeah. very excited for what's to come. I know I'm going to enjoy it there, and uh, it was yeah. well worth the wait. It was well worth the the, the months of worry and all money's running out. <laughs> um, yeah. The the, fir- the first. The first couple of months was a bit like, ah, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Yeah, it's fine. Love this. And then yeah. suddenly it was getting a little bit like, oh, hang on. This is, this is not squeaky bum fine. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is getting. Uh, this is the but, opposite of fine. Yeah. And it, it, it something just something popped up um, through contacts. It wasn't an advertised job. It was uh, an old contact who knew someone, who knew someone, who knew someone, a few conversations, um, uh, an impromptu uh, drive up to Peterborough to meet a couple of people. And next thing I know, I got an offer on the table, so happy, happy days. days. Um, yeah, very happy. Right, well played, mate. Well played. Uh, my holiday's good. You're employed. Our personal lives are going okay. That's great news. Um, oh, I don't really think 
we can swerve it. Have you got any other possible topics we can discuss uh, prior to getting onto the inevitable West Ham chat? No, let's just get it out of the way. All right, like, fine. Have like, you got let's just, just, get it just out before way. we get? Yeah. All right, fine. Just before we get onto it, have you got any sort of tips, tricks, or or ideas? Given that the fact that we had a pact on the podcast that we weren't going to do the Moyes in or out chat anymore, I don't really, I can't really be bothered to do that this week. I know it's sort of the the thing to talk about. Like, I think we'll we'll talk about the game first and what a sort of capitulation it was. A bit of a summary of sort of I'm sure January stuff will get included in that as well because we haven't spoken since then. Uh, uh, do you intend to? Because I did see you try and bait me out on Twitter over the weekend. I, I, but you know what, actually, I'm going to get on to, to you about this um, in a little while, I think. But have you got any thoughts, first of all, actually, before I give it to you both barrels about your tweeting at the weekend, about uh, how we're going to avoid the Moise in and Moise out debate? Well, I don't have any advice on how we're going to do that. Um, I do think it's uh, the elephant that has returned to the room, and I, think uh, I don't it think still. I don't. I genuinely don't think we can uh, avoid it for for much longer. Um, I, I know we said in, not going to talk, talk about it at the end of the season, but I think since the last time we spoke, um, so much has happened that gives weight towards that subject coming back. Um, but we can, can we, we can gloss over week? it. We can gloss over it. I mean, I I can't, I can't lie. I will probably make reference to it at some point on this podcast because well, we've um, made a pact, yeah. mate. We're supposed to be blood brothers. I will I will make reference to it, but I'll try not to go into too much detail until next week. How's that? <laughs> you sound a bit like Donald Trump there, where he's just like, look. You know, if I if if I get into office, I know we've signed NATO agreements and pacts with the UN, but if I get into office, I'm going to break them. I don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Fine. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, we'll do that in its own section next up. Uh, I've been out of the action for so long, I totally forgot uh, that we're supposed to get opposition views on. Um, so I haven't organised one at the moment, but I will try and do that before this podcast goes out. So uh, hopefully this show will sound like me and James dissecting the Arsenal game next and a bit more sort of wide-reaching stuff, given that it's been a couple of weeks since we spoke to you. Um, then we'll try and hopefully you'll have an opposition view from uh, Nottingham Forest after that, ahead of the game at the City Ground on Saturday. Um, that's how we hope the show will go. Minor thoughts uh, from me and James at the end, um, but that's how it will go. Please do follow us on Twitter at we are underscore. West Ham. I'm at William Pugh underscore. James is at by James Jones. Follow us on Instagram as well at We Are West Ham Pod. Uh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. Just search We Are West Ham Podcast on YouTube. Uh, we would appreciate that very much indeed. Um, and of course, don't forget you can buy us a pint if you want at buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham. And yeah, they start for a five each. Money goes directly. Uh, to me and James, and we only spend it on beers when we're together or podcast equipment, guests, licensing fees, whatever to make the show better for you guys. And uh, sometimes we spend it um, on away trips too. But 
yeah, I'm hoping that we'll be able to do that for the first European game. I hope it's not our last one. Uh, so, yeah, if you fancy chipping in to the general fund, uh, the podcast free, but if you fancy chucking us a couple of quid, then you can do it by mecoffee.com slash we are West Ham. I think that's all of the. I actually deactivated, James, my personal Facebook um, while I was on holiday because I haven't used it for an awfully long time. Uh, and I did get a warning message saying I might inadvertently deactivate the We Are West Ham podcast Facebook page. But frankly, <clears throat> we don't use it very often. It's the one we least check. Uh, so, yeah, if that has disappeared and you're wondering where it's gone, I'm very sorry. Uh, but we do actually check and use the Instagram and Twitter far more often. So go and follow us on those pages. Right. That's it. 14 minutes and 10 seconds of the record gone so far. You've had holiday updates. You've had job updates. You've had urges to go and follow us on social media. And of course, leave us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And that's as much delaying as we can possibly do. So we are going to have to talk about West Ham at nil, Arsenal six next. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Right, James, don't really know where to start. That was a complete lie. I definitely know where to start. You had one of the quintessential James Jones-like Twitter flurries on the weekend after Arsenal. And you know what I love the most about it, right? I'm going to start, uh, I think, with um, with one of these ones. And and I think that the, what I love the most about your sort of Twitter rants like these is the fact that it's so obvious you've had a beer. That's what's. That's what, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what's. Uh, that's what's always my favourite. I mean, so I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna like blitz through a few here. Uh, Arsenal fans singing ten more years for Declan Rice, completely oblivious to the irony that they thought he was overrated six months ago. Yeah, well, that's a nice one to start the day off. Arsenal fans thinking that was a statement 45 minutes when they've just come up against the West Ham team that has been so poor for months. I mean, we were sick for going into the game, but fair enough. Um, it wasn't that long ago. I'd never been prouder to be a West Ham fan. Now I've never been more ashamed. Gutless. The <laughs> lot of them. OK, right. Yeah, uh, I feel that's probably that feels like about a five pint tweet. That one. <laughs> um uh, right, here, let me get to my favourite one here, though. I don't know. Surely you haven't. Uh, you I, haven't have, I have deleted a few, to be fair. Have you? Oh, that yeah. is annoying. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I woke up this morning and had a little look, and I was like, oh, no, okay. <laughs> you say that, right? This is this is this is the one, right? I'm in actual shock at the pelters West Ham fans are getting for leaving early today. Four 0 down at half time. Zero effort from players, zero effort from manager, yet you expect working class, money-paying fans to put up with it. Clap them all off and be happy about it. F off. <laughs> now, you yeah. know, a great tweet, right? A great tweet. A great tweet. That's a good engagement, so, that. Uh, yeah, great engagement. 27k views that got. 
I was so, so close. And I didn't do this because you are my friend and I care about you an awful lot. <laughs> I was so close to just replying and going, working class fans, <laughs> paying, <laughs> paying, paying money to put up with it. Weren't you in the posh seats on a freebie <laughs> this very day? <laughs> haven't you tweeted this from a posh sheet that you haven't paid for, yes or no? Yeah, yeah, that is true, to be fair. Um <laughs> But 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 I that's everyone knows that I I would much prefer to not be in the posh seats and be amongst <laughs> no, amongst the peasants amongst the rest of the peasants. Um, but this this time uh, I was treating some family who are Arsenal fans to to a day out. Um, uh, courtesy of Chad and Betway. So thank you to, to Chad and Betway for, for organising it yeah. for me. It was a really good day. Charity to partners of the We Are West Ham podcast, of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the irony of that tweet is not lost on me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love how, like, you've yeah. gone through a deleted sum as well. I, honestly, I was like, it was, I did it because I care about you. Because you'd had a, like, obviously people, like, engaging in the tweet. And, and I was like, I can't. I can't just do it to him. But I was so close to being like, well, wait well, a minute. You weren't one of those working class fans who paid good money today. And I'm pretty sure no. you stayed till the end because of the because of the free beers and wine well, that you had to go back to. You say that. I mean, I I let's put let's put let's make let's put this right. I I stayed in the stadium <laughs> until well beyond kickoff uh, uh, full time. Um, but I left my seat. The moment Declan Rice scored, I got up and I went, I can't watch this anymore. I left the rest of my family sitting there um, amongst West Ham fans. And they're like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not staying. I'm not watching this. And I went back to, and sat at my table where I couldn't watch any more of the game and um, finished off the pint that I'd left there and a little bit of whiskey that I'd left there from, from half time. And uh, didn't free, watch the rest of the game. Whiskey, and I, free pint, by the way. <laughs> And um, yeah, and I spent I spent the majority of the second half having a moan to one of the waiters. Poor bloke, he, he must have been that. <laughs> oh God, bloke pro- from proper tune his ear off, proper tune yeah. his ear off, and um, just that uh, uh, subsidise his university grant money, getting ten quid an hour. Yeah, so, thank you, mate. Yeah, yeah, he was like, he was like, mate. You know, I could just feel I could. It got to the point where even though I had a few drinks, I could tell that he just didn't care. Yeah, it's just like, 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 do you want nah, another whiskey shot? I'm not having it, mate. Yeah. I'm not having it. They've even let that yeah. geezer score. I can't believe it. But yeah, yeah. so um, I, 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 mate. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, but I'd, I'd, um, I, I, if I was in my season ticket seat, I would have left the state. Hundred percent, I would have gone. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> mate. Fair play. So, me too. Like, yeah, I'm not even going to give that any credence. But I'm only going to give that. Oh, you're not proper fans if you stay credence. In as much as. It's vital context for this next tweet of yours. We're going to read out Chris Sutton, Wally, by the way, I'm not even going to, you know, everyone who have seen his like cringy attempts at like, trying to be a bait merchant um, trying to stay relevant. And, and to be fair, the ending of your tweet here is actually quite sound, but just, you know, with, with the very important context that, that James was on a freebie in the posh sheets uh, for Arsenal at home at the weekend. Replying to Chris Sutton on Twitter, James says, Idiot. 
fans pay their money to watch their team compete. You I'm just looking for the brackets. You said not me. Hang, today, on, hang on, you're making out like uh, I'll never pay for, for, for to go to West Ham. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, you're no, making I'm out just like saying. I'll never pay. I pay. I pay. I pay. I pay. I pay for a season ticket every single year, pretty much of my entire life. <laughs> I get one freebie a year, and it just happens to be this one week that I had the <laughs> oh, no. Hey, mate, look, I, believe I have it. a freebie as much as the next man, as you well know. I'm just I know saying it's quite a bold stance on the day yeah. of taking uh, know, the freebie that you've sent out quite a few fans talking about fans paying their money. Uh, fans pay their money to watch their team compete. You wouldn't hang about in a bad restaurant just to get behind the chef if you weren't happy with what he'd already served up. That right there is a stonker of an analogy, James. You know, I'm famous on this podcast for tripping over a few of mine. The fact you put that one out 22 hours ago. So what's that? I mean, yeah, we're talking of us nine then. So I was, you're well deep I, I was, I was steaming, and I was in. Uh, the brother yeah. was driving us back to Bury, and I was, I was in the. Uh, he was stone cold sober, and I'm having a moan at him, going, "I'm just, I'm going to tweak Chris Sutton," and he's just like, yeah. "They didn't even know who that is," and I was just like, oh, no. "Don't worry about it." Yeah, yeah. The end of the tweet, though, clear example of an ex-player turned pundit who has no idea what it's really like to be a fan. Uh, yeah, fair play. Like, he, I mean, the, the the nice little typo in the last one just sort of confirmed to me clearly, clear, clear example of of ex-player turned pundit. Like that, that is not bad for ten pints or twelve whiskeys or whatever you did. Um. Another another tweet, James, that you retweeted, a really interesting one. Tony Cotty, friend of the show, of course, a friend of the podcast, he tweeted, absolute shambles. Club will never change with this board. No investment in the window and a manager with five months left on his contract. Players' tactics and the result were poor today. Where do we go from here? I don't know. Um, decent point from Tony uh, about five months left on his contract. He hasn't slagged David Moyes off there. Uh, you retweeted that. Um, we sort of know, you know, till we were lucky enough, got Tony's first exclusive interview that he gave after his announcement that he was sort of joining up with uh, PIP, was it? Um, the, Pi, Pi Capital, know, to, wasn't it? PAI. Pi Capital, that was it. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, to sort of launch a bid, obviously never comes to fruition in the end. Um, so we know Tony's not a big fan of the board. Um, sort of, yeah. I, 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 just interesting, really. What, what did you, what did you make of that? Because said he, he hasn't sort of gone in on the manager. There, well, he said tactics, I suppose. Um, what did you make of of Tony's tweet? It's sort of not really flavour of the month at the moment to blame the board for stuff, is it? You know, everyone's tripping over themselves to blow smoke up the backside of Tim Stiton. Um, yet the fact that. Now, when now when people are annoyed that Ben Johnson played left wing because Pablo Fornells and Saeed Ben Rama in that left wing position were let go, that all of a sudden is David Moyes' fault. It's sort of, you know, there's still a lot of uh, flexing facts to suit agendas going on. Um, I'm not suggesting for a second Tony's done that at all. There, uh, what what did you make of of that that tweet from from Tony afterwards? You obviously retweeted it. Is it one that? You know, you sort of – is it easy to blame the board? I don't know. I just I, – I, it's not really what people are doing at the moment, is it? Well, I think I think we're beginning to see a little bit more of it. I think we are beginning to hear some rumours that David Sullivan um, essentially vetoed any, any kind of move for a player in January beyond the Calvin Phillips loan. Um, mm. Essentially – 
stopped us spending any money. Um, but then sanctioned sanctioned two left wingers being sold, not replacing them. Um, we're beginning to hear that actually it wasn't David Moyes, it wasn't Tim Tim Steep, then it was it was David Sullivan that basically refused to spend any money. Um, I don't know what the financial fair play situation is with the club, but I find it very hard Mate, to believe that we're anywhere near. Cash. We're, we're anywhere we're near. We must be out of throw loads of money at players still. Well, we spent uh, a lot of it. To be fun. fair, let's give the club credit. We, we spent, spent a lot, lot of it, but but we're but, not you know, like think, sailing close to the wind. No, I think I worked it out that you know over uh, even in the summer, if you take even when you take into account the Declan Rice money and what we spent, I think we were still. And when you factor in the fact that Declan Rice money is one hundred percent profit as well, um, yeah. I think we were only yeah. spent like thirty million quid. So we must be we must be well within the the laws when it comes to that. Mm. So then it makes you wonder, okay, well, has he has he if it is true, then has he done it because he's still at question marks over whether David Moyes is going to be the manager long term? Why would you buy a manager a load of players in January if you if you're not sure whether he's going to be in charge six months down the line? There's yeah. that. Um, so, but I, I, I be, you're beginning to see a lot more people start pointing fingers at the board again. Um, yeah. So, I, 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 I yeah, think, I just I thought, it was, I just thought it was a bit of they're a peculiar one. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting tweet earlier on, right? Matt Law from the Daily Telegraph, um, really like decent operator. Uh, a 6 0 defeat is very bad, but talking about offering somebody a contract on the back of some great form. And then stalling six weeks later on the back of some poor form does not demonstrate good strategy or planning. It strikes me as a ridiculous way to run a football club. That's Matt Law from The Telegraph there. And frankly, I completely make him right. There was it was very much felt like the, you know, that sort of information about David Moy's contract, which was leaked after a good run of form, was sort of let out in order to test the water and test the reaction among fans, I think is my personal opinion. Um, it was done just to sort of see how fans would react to that. And I think it was sort of overall at the time, fans going, yeah, fair enough, because Matt makes a good point there about stability needed. Um, and I, and I, but I agree with him. It, also, it felt a little bit sort of knee-jerk to do it just after we performed well, but we were going great guns in the league. But the fact that it wasn't announced and that the, the, the it had just been sort of let out that, you know, West Ham are close to agreeing a deal with David Moyes felt more of a test. And like, it's like if the club was sure about it, they'd just agree it and announce it. So there's stability ahead of that transfer window. And, but now to sort of, if they are this stalling like they're talking about, like one way or the other, being in the middle of February, not knowing who the manager's going to be next season, just feels like the, the club need to make a call. They need to like pick a side one or the other, right? Don't they? Where <clears throat> where they can where they pin their flags to the mast and go, right, it's David Moyes, like and and accept that you need to be brave enough to accept the wrath of some fans, right? You need to either go, like, you know, soonish, or even at the time they released the original news, like you need to go. No, we're backing him. Like I know lots of you don't like the style of play, but 
lots of you don't mind it and appreciate the improvements in performance, i.e. performance in the league and in the cup competitions, namely Europe. And this is what we want for our club. You know, this is this is what West Ham are going to be for a while. And as soon as the results stop and the style of play is bad, then like any football club, you know, uh, 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 we'll make a change. But um, while the results keep coming, however they come, we're sticking with it. Or you go, no, look, we've decided a change is in, in place now. And we do think we do side with some of the the fans who think it can get better from better on the eye whilst maintaining the results. <clears throat> so we're going to roll the dice. Like, be brave, or not be brave, just make a decision. You're the ones with the purse strings. Like, make a decision. It just seems like Matt sort it's... of makes a good point there, I think, where it just seems, whatever, whether you're Moyes in or out, right, whatever side of the fence you sit on, it does just seem a little bit, I don't know, like sort of unprofessional and a little bit amateurish. What? The We Are West Ham podcast is sponsored by Miriam Errington Conveyancing in Adelaide, South Australia. So if you are buying or selling a property in Adelaide, South Australia or Australia as a whole, make sure you keep West Ham business in the West Ham family by giving Miriam a call or a shout. It's Miriam Errington Conveyancing for all your property sale and conveyancing needs down under. Well, I, I tweeted earlier that um, I was stunk old cyber this morning when I when I tweeted this one. <laughs> I um, don't but, think you were, mate. Uh, <laughs> Not sure but, you um, are now. It's 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 beginning to this season is beginning to have serious Sam Allardyce last season vibes. Oh, that was you know, another that, one of your tweets. Let me read it out then. Fine. That, <laughs> no, no, no. That that season, that season, we were we were fourth at Christmas. We failed to yeah. strengthen in January to build on that, and we ended up finishing twelfth. Yeah. Compare that to this season. We were what fifth or sixth at Christmas. Um, yeah, we've after managed that, to make sick, yeah. we've, we've managed to make our squad weaker in January, and now we've we've what without a win in 2024 after seven games, um, and we've gone from being solidly in the top six, top seven to you know mm. we're probably two defeats away from dropping out the top ten, and it's like well. This is exactly what happened with the other, and then he ended up being announcing that he'd left the club what two minutes after the full-time whistle the last game of the season, and it feels like mm. it's heading that way. It, it genuinely feels like it's heading that way. Um, uh, yeah. So many similarities to it, and I just just feel like the club don't know what they want to do. They're going to leave it until the very last minute, and as a result of that, it's going to have a knock-on effect on on the performance of the team one way or another, because I think the uncertainty isn't going to benefit the team. It's not going to benefit the manager. It's not going to benefit the players who don't know whether they're going to be coming or going in the summer, who they're going to be playing for. Um, no. I don't know. That's, that's, that's the way I, that's the way I, I, it's going at the moment. I don't think it might do, but I, I don't want it to go that way, obviously. I'd rather just make a decision, like you said, but yeah. it's, it's deja, deja vu. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, mate? Talk about deja vu, right? And look, I don't, if anyone's thinking, oh, why aren't you ripping the game to pieces? I'm not certain it needs it. 
frankly. I mean, we'll, we'll touch on it briefly in a minute. But look, we got humped 6 0 at home to Arsenal. We're not the podcast of screaming down the camera, making fools of ourselves, going, oh, it's a disgrace, you know, just for sort of clout or or Twitter likes. Um, yeah, you lost 6 0 at home to Arsenal. It was rubbish. Declan Rice scored a goal he could have, like, only dream of scoring against West Ham. The over celebration, like, get over yourself, mate. Like, we've beaten you twice this season. Like, you scored the sixth goal when we were already beaten. Like, the old over celebration's pathetic. Just jog back up the pitch if you don't want to celebrate. Don't do the old, oh, everyone, look, look how sad and upset I am. We're losing 5 0. Don't really give a stuff that you've scored an extra one that makes it six. Um, <clears throat> but we've got Nottingham Forest, Brentford. Not the Forest away, Brentford at home, Everton away, Burnley at home next four games, right? Give as is the style and the way under David Moyes, I honestly, honestly wouldn't be surprised if we get 10 points out of them four games. Seriously. Because it's almost like sort of it, it tends to go like that under Moyes, doesn't it? Just like when things seem to be getting really bad. Like a few results come from nowhere and like the table looks okay again. And then, you know, it sort of fuels the fire of those of us and those in the media or pundits or whoever who are, you know, who sort of will defend David Moyes and say, well, look where West Ham are in the table. Mate, would you honestly be surprised? Genuinely. I know it's rubbish the last couple of weeks, but I don't really feel like losing again away at Man United and losing to Arsenal was that would have been that much of a surprise at the beginning of the season. Ultimately, it's the the Bournemouth at home that I think is the real stickler. Sheffield United away is annoying because they are pence. So those are two games where ideally we'd have got four more points than we've had. But I would you be surprised, honestly, like if we if we go and get results at, at like the of those next four games. Everton probably will be tough. We never win there. But they've got their culpable as well. I, mate, honestly, I, I reckon 10 points from the next four. I, probably nine. I, I, I do love your optimism. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised to answer your question. But I do not, not see it. Not saying it might be ugly, but... I, I just say? don't. I don't see it happening. I don't see us going... I, I don't see us getting up for us to get a result. Um not the way we're playing at the moment. But just look at like this season we played seven games. Not won a single one yeah. of them. We failed to beat Bristol City across two games. This see oh this fa- year, right. This year, sorry. We failed to beat Sheffield United, who were rock bottom of the league and um before this weekend we're looking set on beating Derby's record for fewest points. We, we <laughs> yeah. were very we were very, very lucky to come away with a one all draw at home to Bournemouth, right? The Man United game yeah. Actually, was our best performance of 2024. 3-0 massively flat. I don't know whether you managed to watch it in Sri Lanka, but 3-0 flat at Man United. <laughs> and we played well yeah. that day. We, we genuinely did. It, was, it felt a bit unfair that we lost that game 3-0. Um, yeah. And then the Arsenal, I think the 6-0 game against Arsenal, it was coming. It was coming. A, a result like that was coming mm. um, based on the performances that we've had so far this year. Uh, so as a result, I, I, can't, I can't see us getting a result in any of the next four games. But right, I wouldn't but, be surprised if we win in one or four of them because it's what we do. It's what David Moyes yeah. does. The moment you think he's yeah. gone, 
I've said it so many times. The moment you think he's he's a goner, he puts on a run of results, and we end up we'll end up back in Europe again next year, and you'll be <laughs> like, be like, well, have you managed <laughs> that? that still be and it. Yeah, and it's like, no, well, yeah. I don't know. I just I don't I don't see it, but I wouldn't be surprised if I did see it. It's one of those. But don't ones, you right? Um, well, I'll put it this way then. I'll put it to you this way. How many times this season, right? Have we got results that you didn't see coming? It feels like, it feels like someone. I read a really good tweet over the weekend. I should have bookmarked it or whatever. But someone said it just at the moment. Supporting my stand feels like you're in a paradox, where you're like, what you're watching on the pitch just doesn't tally up with the league table you look at. Mm. Where it's just like, oh, I'm watching West Ham play in one universe. And then whenever I get my phone out, I'm checking a Premier League table from a parallel universe because what I'm looking at at London Stadium every week is not what I'm seeing when I open my phone and uh, and get the Premier League table up. And I just sort of feel that just sort of feels like the way it is at West Ham where like even games we win, we don't dominate. So I sort of think we play in a way that perhaps lulls you into thinking we're we're playing badly when it's probably not. We're just playing unattractively. We're actually probably really efficient and playing well at the style of play that David Moyes wants us to play. But then I think the problem with that is, is that when it does go wrong, it looks abjectly terrible, doesn't it? It looks abjectly mm. bad when it does go wrong and the results like and you don't rescue a result or not rescue but you don't they don't produce results but yeah there is it's a little bit it's a little bit of a concern isn't it I, but I, I i realistically right we'll do it briefly then so it's not to bore people not in a forest i mean we're still eighth right and as we've said so many times i know it's not just about that so i'm, I'm making an effort not to just reduce it to Oh, you would have taken eighth at the beginning of the season because we both said that on this podcast. We both said eighth would be a uh, a great finish. And I acknowledge that there's more to the situation than just purely where you finish in the league. Um, the next, how bad does it get is what I'm saying. Because in the next four games, you know, what's like, no, nah, time to go, mate. Well, I think if if we lose the next two, if we lose the next two, the way Brentford at home, yeah, you can't be losing them. No, and I think if we do lose the next two, then I think they're. I I don't see him surviving beyond that. Um, I think he gets. I reckon he gets to the end of the Burnley game, whatever happens. Yeah, I mean, if we lose that, I mean, I've someone someone tweeted that apparently that Burnley game is on the anniversary of the Burnley the Burnley pitch invasions, what six seven years ago. It's <laughs> really? on same, exact. It's on the exact same day, and he's sitting yeah. there going, "Oh God, not another one." It's, it, it almost <laughs> feels like we're we're building up to it happening again against Burnley, aren't we? But yeah, I, I don't know. I just think if he if he loses if he loses that those two games, I don't know. Just don't focus. If you lose those two, another results go against us. When we go into that Burnley game, eleventh in the league, and it's a far cry from us being top six, top seven contenders. Yeah, um, it's it, I don't know. 
It's, it's a difficult I just one. feel like, yeah, I just feel like the club's in a bit of limbo at the moment. And I think really, I mean, as we've seen before, and perhaps it's naive to expect the board to act decisively, but it just feels like now uh, is the time to, to go for it. Because I, it's just even if like David Moyes does end up going at the end of the season, I just feel like that West Ham, the, the, the hierarchy have got to decide what they want. It's all very well us on fan podcasts and journalists and whoever sort of talking about, you know, what's good for West Ham, what's not, whether fans should be pleased and impressed by what they're seeing or whether they shouldn't be. It's about the owners deciding what they want from the club. And if they go, no, look, we're happy with this. Uh, we're still in and around the top half. I might not be pretty, but it's effective and it's getting results. Um you know, everyone was annoyed last season because we were sort of bottom half of the table, and rightfully so. And I said it, you know, if he doesn't win the Conference League, it's it's time for a change. But he did, so you can't ignore that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like I can just see it, it going exactly as it's gone, right? And I reckon he could get easily get nine points. I reckon, I, honestly, mate, I bet you, I'll have a bet with you now, there's no way that I reckon we'll get at least seven points from the next four games. And then <clears throat> and then we're playing Villa, Newcastle, Tottenham after that. And I, easily you could see us lose all three of them. But no, you know what we're like? We'll just sneak like, and we'll somehow like win away at Newcastle or something. Like, and no one really saw coming and it's an away performance as well. So no one's sort of like seen it in the flesh. So they don't tend to allay home fans concerns as much and i just think we'll sort of stumble through and we'll probably be going into like i mean those last four games are minging aren't they liverpool at home chelsea away luton at home city away i reckon we'll like i wouldn't be surprised if we go into the last four games like sixth or seventh and it's like still sort of are on the cards for us to get a Champions League spot. And then we lose all four and finish 11th or something. <laughs> and it's just all proper underwhelming. But that just is the yeah. nature of it, isn't it? I, I just think that's the nature of it. And I think as a club owner, it's that stability that they probably like. But, but rather than just coming out and making a statement and being like, this is the club we are like trying to be for now. I feel like you do just as much damage, if not more, by just not saying anything or not doing anything and just waiting for things to rumble on because it it, sh it should shape all of your transfer policies. Conversations should be going on at the moment, shouldn't they, right? Tim Stuyton should be going out, tap, you know, tapping up players, having the words with agents, right? You know, West Ham like your man in the summer. This is where we see him fitting into the team. This is where he sees fitting him into David Moore's style of play. Or... Right, we're making a change in the summer. The club's going in a new direction. We've got a new strategy. It's been brilliant under Moyes, but, you know, the fans are demanding a better brand of football. And, you know, we think the foundation that David's built, we can build on that now. So there's going to be an attacking manager and we want, you know, you to be part of that. How is that happening when everything's so up in the air and everything's such in such limbo? You know what I mean? Well, I see we Planning for the summer should already be underway, but you, you struggle to see how it could be when, if they haven't made a decision on on a manager, how can they sell the club's vision to a player? Just go, oh yeah, oh, this is our vision, but we don't know who's going to be the manager, but 
come come and join the come and join the vision come and join the revolution like it mm. it just like we don't know who's going to lead that but come along anyway for the ride it'd be a laugh like mm. it, it, they, they can't they can't tim can't go out there and start selling the dream to these players if they, they doesn't know who's going to be in charge so you're right no. a decision has to be made one way or the other and i just don't think they're going to make it no. I think they're going to make it, and like no. I'm, I'm, I, I tweeted after the, after the game that he of course be you sacked. did, of course um, you did, and obviously we're not going to go into too much detail. But if they if they were to come out and go, look, we are going to give him a new deal, then fair fair enough, give him yeah. a new deal. Like I'm not going yeah. to be like oh, I can't believe they've done it. They, they should have sacked him. Like in a day, I think mm. he should go. Um. But now at the end of the season, dec- um, well, if you lose the next two games, then now, um, I know I've said in the past that you know, second manager at this stage of the season and replacing him is is a risk. But yeah. I, I just I just feel like I don't I don't if you lose the next two games, it gets toxic very very quickly beyond the toxicity that we're already seeing amongst some of the fan base, mm. and I, I don't. I, don't see how the club survives that and ends up it ends up being a positive season after that. Um, but if they were to turn around and go, look, we're giving him another three year deal or two year deal, whatever it might be. Yeah, year like, Okay, fine. Yeah. Fine, whatever. Like, okay, at least now we know what we're going to expect over the next couple of years, which yeah. is going to yeah. be is going to be a style of football that isn't very easy on the eye, but we know can get results. Um, yeah. And you know, the likelihood is that if that's announced soon, then great. You should start seeing a tick uptick in form because the players and the manager know exactly where they stand. That then means that there's a chance we finish in the top eight, chance for Europe again, four years running in Europe, and you're looking at going, okay, right, at least we know where we stand. It's not going to be pretty, yeah, but it's stability and it's European football, and yeah. there's a shot at win, winning a trophy potentially, yeah, which is what it's been like over the last four and a half years, and just the prestige of being in Europe—that's right. amazing for a club like ours, isn't it? Yeah. So, but if they don't, but own it, innit? it? It's like own it, just own it, just do something. Just release a statement, yeah. or just release a statement. Go look. This is this is our decision. Fans, things you know, the fact, one way or the other. I think they're scared of the, the reaction of the fans, one way or the other. But, mate, I'm not sure I buy that, you know, because at so many different occasions in the history of our club, like, they haven't given a stuff about the fans. And they don't give a toss what the, how the fans react or how angry the fans yeah, might get. Like you can yeah. see by the stadium we're playing in, James. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, I just don't buy that. Honestly, I really don't buy that the that, – that, that they really care that much about the fans. They're filling the ground all the time, you know, and that's all they're bothered about, really. I just, as long as people are buying burgers and pints and whatever in the stadium and they're filling it up, I just don't think they're really that bothered, mate. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I just, I don't understand why they can't just make a decision. Um, no, there must quite. be a reason why. There must be a reason yeah. why that decision hasn't, hasn't been made, but, yeah, quite. Uh, right, just quickly then, mate. The the actual game. I mean, is there anything you want to talk about from the game? I, I say the thing I'm most annoyed by really is the like the Declan Rice celebration. It's just like grow up. Like honestly, 
Like people don't love you as much as you think they do. Like the, the, you were great for us. You were really good. Like you're just sort of, it, it's just becoming a little bit like galling now. And that's, that's, there's no originality in what he's done there. Like it just feels a little bit over the top and a bit staged and a bit fake. Like if you just didn't want to celebrate, just jog back to the, just jog back to the halfway line, especially when you're six new up. It's not like you scored a last minute winner. And the other thing I think as well, it really wound me up when Mavrapanos did it at Arsenal. So like you played seven games there, mate. It's like, you, yeah, yeah, what are you yeah. talking about? You, we pay your wages now. Our fans and Arsenal's fans now pay Declan Rice's wages. Like, go and celebrate you've scored for your team you currently play for. Like, it's just old hat so, now. It's just that winds me. That wind me mate, up probably it, the most. Well, didn't it wind me up. I just don't care. I just think it's stupid. Go away. It, it would have felt more genuine and real had he not celebrated. <laughs> The five goals as well, the five previous goals yeah. with his teammates. Um, he got two assists and celebrated those. Yeah. Um, and I was actually I was actually watching him with a penalty. I was going, I wonder if he runs over to Saka if he scores. Saka scores this. I wonder if he runs over. And he was one of the first there. And then yeah, he scores. Exactly. Which is fine. Like... Which is fine. Which is absolutely well, yeah, fine. Of course it like, is. It's like yeah, the team you currently player. Or a score. Um, well done. So then, when he when he scores and celebrates that, it's like you don't. That's not genuine because you've just no, celebrated the other five. Like, crap. If, if yeah. he'd have if he'd have steered well clear of those celebrations for the other five goals and, and stood in the centre circle and waited for these teammates yeah, to celebrate, wait for his team to come like, back, yeah. Okay, fair enough. He wants to show an element of respect to his former club yeah. and to the fans that adored him. Uh, and you go, all right, fair enough, mate. But he didn't. Yeah. And it wasn't genuine at all. He, he wanted it to look oh, like it was genuine. Tragic. But and then after the game, he's in front of the Arsenal fans, pumping his fist and and, and getting amongst it as well. So, like, it just that's fine. Yeah, so much of modern. But celebrate like you're an Arsenal now. player now. You, you you've decided you wanted to go and sign for Arsenal, um, knowing full well that the fans are going to be incredibly annoyed at that. Like, just go and be an Arsenal player and. Yeah, do, do yeah. You should do like he was getting yeah. booed. It was all very um, transactional, wasn't it? He was talking for ages when he was still at West Ham about his desire to play for the Champions League club. It's like you know, we we know that the his career is like plotted out. Like, stop pretending it's this sort of this big love affair with West Ham. Like you know, it was all very transactional. You know, they gave you a chance, but that was because you were good you use them as much as they use you. Like, it's clearly not like, he, he sort of plays it as if it's like this Mark Noble story. It's not like, we know you don't love the club that much. Like, sure, you enjoyed your time there. Great. And we gave you your opportunity, but you earned that as well. Like, stop trying to make out like it's this big fairy tale. It's like, it's really not like, do you know what I mean? Like he's lifted, he lifted the Conference League trophy, which was great, and he was brilliant, and all that sort of stuff. It's fine, but like you're not really like you're not a club legend. Do you know what I mean? You're not no. you're not a, an absolute legend. Um, you were a really good player for us, and you did. But like, stop banging on about it now. You sort of, I'd almost rather like the pie approach. Do you know what I mean? Where he was just like, yeah, look. Like you love me more than I loved you, basically. Like, um, yeah, 
like I don't do you know what I mean? I just feel like it's taken us for fools a bit. Like Mark Noble actually cared and loved West Ham and still does. Like Declan Rice isn't and won't. No, He's very I... much of the Rio Ferdinand mould, isn't he? No, I th- I think I'm not sure it, it goes that that far. I think he, he he does love the club. I think he he had a re- a relationship with the fans, which he would always look back on and cherish. And I think it's probably partly the reason why he didn't celebrate that goal. He didn't want to upset the fans that he he feels like he's got an affiliation with still. Um, but it's like you can't. Uh, and I think lifting that sided, don't you think? No but, one cares. But lifting. Lifting that trophy as well will have added to that affiliation that he feels that he's got with the club, um, being captain for two years. But at the end of the day, he no longer plays for us. And yeah. so yeah. don't if 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 you're gonna be if you're gonna go down the route of I'm gonna show respect to my former club, my but the team I currently play for is absolutely battering in their own backyard. So I'm going to show respect by not celebrating any of the goals that we score, including my own. And I'm just going to run back to the centre circle and let yeah. the rest of my teammates do. Yeah, I'm going to treat this instead, this day as a job, as a day at work. And I'm yeah. going to do a day what I've got to do and what I'm paid to do. Yeah. He got he got it he, he got it backwards. He he decided to celebrate with all his teammates full of their goals and then kind of yeah, down the goals that mattered. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then and then the moment the full time whistle goes, he does he does a lap of honour and I won't say a lap of honour, but sort of lap round another one. It's like the home fans, but yeah. then then he's straight over the Arsenal fans, pumping his fist. So like, <laughs> that's what you should be doing. That's what you should be doing. Don't do both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's yeah. like flirt, flirting with your ex in front of your in front of your current missus. It's like, mate, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So pick I one. Don't know. Yeah, yeah, just pick one. Like and, and else, in then? the day. He didn't pick us, so no. Screw him. Anything else then about That's the fine. game? I mean, I don't know what there is to say, mate. Like everyone no, was yeah. rubbish. Everyone was woeful. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it uh, was. was oh. It was more than rubbish. I, th- I thought it was. Like I said, that tweet it was gutless. I do, yeah, I think the stats say that we had what two attempts on goal. Um, one on, on target. Game. One on target. Five shots in total. Yeah. Um, it it wasn't good enough from start to finish. There was there was a moment right in the first five minutes where I think Kudos nicked the ball off someone and ran forward into the final third and it kind of petered out. But it felt like here we go, like they're, they're up for it. And that was in the first five minutes. And then I yeah. think that was the only meaningful thing that ever happened ever. Um, <laughs> you you're like this. You're like this as well. Uh, <laughs> our pass accuracy was seventy three percent. Which means, which means more than one in four passes went astray. <laughs> yeah, like it's like, it's just bad. One just more than so one bad. quarter of every passes we attempted, like missed the target. <laughs> yeah, like, like so, some people might go, "Oh, it's just a bad day, bad day at the office, bad day at the office." Um, yeah. It can't get any worse than that. It's like, well, at the end of the day, you've got like he's, he's hauled the captain off at, at, at half time. Drink he's injured, or someone said they might have had a row. I don't know. The Zuma guy can't run. Up. He can't run. No, yeah, like Lots he's, of he's, my his legs are shot. Arsenal mate said that today. His legs are shot, and <clears throat> I just don't. I, I don't. I know he's captain. He shouldn't start another game this season. 
I just don't. I, he's. I, and that's not because he's, he's a terrible the, defender. It's, it's not because he's a terrible defender. Because I think on his day he's a very good defender. But at the end of the day, we need someone who can run at the back, and we also need a leader. <laughs> and at the moment, he's not doing either. At the moment, like so, no. something's got to change there. Um, like the the whole Ben Johnson. I don't even know what what position Ben Johnson is at the moment. One minute he's right. left wing, Some, someone, then he's then he's central midfield. Today. Yeah, go what, on. Sorry, he's left wing. Then he's central midfield. Then he's playing like the holding midfielder. It's like, what? We, we, where, where is he supposed to play? I mean, he even knows. It's like, Anywhere like David Moyes exactly is in position. And Dave, David Moyes is like, basically, basically, you're playing today. Um, just yeah. run about. You're, you're not in goal, today. so don't. Yeah, run it. You're not in goal. So don't <laughs> yeah. worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Right? put the gloves but, down. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, 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 just operate in the space where no one else is at that moment in time. <laughs> and if someone else like, goes, you just replace them over there. You know, you could be centre back, you could yeah, be up front. Yeah. Doesn't matter, Ben. Doesn't matter as long as you play. <laughs> Right. What position Silly. are you? You don't worry, Ben. You're not in goal, but other than <laughs> go where you play. No, no, no. Give Alphonse his gloves back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben, put the linesman's flag down. No, Ben, Ben. No, that's it. The claret blue shirt and the boots. That's it. Yep, yeah. That's it, mate. Yeah, but other than that, wherever you fancy. Yeah, it's peculiar. Someone, an Arsenal colleague of mine, made the point today that perhaps uh, Moyes had put in there in order to help combat the threat of Bukayo Saka, <laughs> which when he said it, and the fact Bukayo Saka scored two goals, sounds like he was being marked by Ben Johnson. <laughs> um, yeah, but let's this, this, this be fair to Ben Johnson, because early one in the season, we thought his West Ham career was over. And he's, he's played... Well, I mean, there was talk about he, he wasn't going to sign a new contract. He wasn't getting in the squad. So oh yeah, in the season totally he wasn't even on the bench for a while, um, and it was there was talk that he was going to go and <laughs> little did he know because he wanted to play number ten. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, he's played ninety minutes in the last four games, uh, and when he came off the bench against Sheffield United, it was like it was like prime Declan Rice all of a sudden, um, and then and then he's he's been one of our better players the last four games when he's. But the trouble is, he's been one of our better players without playing in a, in a, any specific position. <laughs> um, but he's, he's, he's one of the very few, maybe the Arsenal game aside, because everyone was terrible, but he's been one of the very few that has actually put in a shift and played well. So I give him a lot of credit for that. And obviously the Arsenal game yeah. was different, but at Man United he was he was good. I can't even remember the Bournemouth game, thankfully. Uh, but Sheffield United yeah. came off the bench and I thought, Brian, you sure this is Ben Johnson? I, yeah, I don't remember yeah, him being yeah. this good. So, like, yeah. fair play to him, but there was, there was just so many things wrong going back to the game um, that I'm surprised it was only six. It did feel like they, they decided they were going to they were gonna just stop at six. Um, mm. I, when I went inside at the sixth goal, I was half expecting to wear a few more roars in, in that double figures. I was like, I'm not yeah. standing to watch this. Could have been um, 10, couldn't it? Yeah. And then you get on Twitter, um, and you get Arsenal fans going, well, you know it's bad when we bring an El Nini on the pitch. It's like, oh my God. God, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, for a, no, absolutely zero time for Arsenal fans, mate. Like, we literally, yeah, yeah. we beat them away this season. Like they win, we are, we are beat twice up season. for the season. I yeah. know, yeah, beat them in the League Cup and then beat them away. It's like, you, they're absolutely delighted to have got as many points off of us as they gave us this season. Like you're at net no. zero 
for the season. You had the League Cup in. And, uh, yeah, I make that two victories to one. So, an aggregate win for West Ham for the season. Happy days. Um, just quickly, James, uh, we've spoken already. I, I personally was more than happy to um, see Fornells and Ben Rama go. Ideally, I'd probably have held on to Fornells, but last chance for the club to cash in on him. Uh, was it six million? Uh, around that figure. Seven million, I think it was. Maybe Seven. Yeah, all right. 6.8. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, understand why they did that. And also, I, I don't care what anyone says. Ben Johnson has got as many goals um, this season as Saeed Ben Rama has. So, i got no time whatsoever for anyone going, oh, I should have kept Ben Rama. He was offering absolutely soddle uh, he wasn't committed to the club. His head was gone. Good riddance. Uh, and I understand why they let Fornells go because, let's say, get some money for him. He's off the end of the season anyway. You know, would his contribution have been worth seven million quid between now and the end of the year? Probably not. Um, although, which brings me on nicely to my next point. Just briefly, James, because we hit, hit the one hour mark you wanted to cap it at. Um, you think... Calvin Phillips, you think that's a good signing or not? I've seen him a couple of times now. Personally, I, I just, again, it just seems like another one of them. It's like, we don't need someone there. We'll buy a striker or a defender or a, one of the positions yeah. we need. <laughs> or right, or we, whatever position it is Ben Johnson plays. Yeah, we, we, we said before we, we, we had our break that we thought it was a good signing. Um, but at the I'm same sure. time, a signing that we, that we didn't really need. Like, he's a good player. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, very surprised that he started the Bournemouth game for his debut, and yeah, I know we haven't spoken yeah. since then. It that 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 goal has been blamed on Calvin Phillips. It was Kurt Zuma's fault. That pass. Oh yeah, it weren't one hundred to Calvin Phillips. Phillips. You had. I'm, I'm watching it. I'm watching. I'm watching the game, and you got because I didn't go because it was the day I started my new job, so I thought I better not go. Um, and hmm. um, you've got the commentators like basically like. Nailing Calvin Phillips, going, Oh, what a terrible start! A nightmare start, yeah. I know, to his yeah, I know, career. yeah. It's like it's, it's that weren't his fault. That was that was Kurt Zuma giving him a hospital pass. Yeah. Um, it was a 60 40 Kurt Zuma, 60 40 Phillips. Like, it's still, I think, he could have done better with that, yeah. But it, it, it is, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But um, he comes to the bench against United and does okay. Um, I didn't even, I, I was, I, I didn't even see him play against Arsenal to warrant an opinion but um, <laughs> yeah I, I, my problem with it is that it's, it's, it's given us given David Moyes a dilemma that we just don't need like, we don't need yeah. a, oh, what, what's the best midfield combination like we don't need that we've got so many of them that any combination gives us a relatively decent level of balance. Yeah, it's like the strongest like, part of our so team, isn't it? The, the most point? consistent. What's yeah. the point? Like, we shouldn't be debating about who. What's the best midfield that we can put put out of all of our nine hundred midfielders? Like, I'd rather yeah. just go right. <laughs> okay, around, what's the dilemma? Zero or zero strikers. Which, which lethal striker should we start this week? <laughs> How many goals do we want to score? Let's put the more lethal striker on the one that can score twelve instead of the one that can score yeah, nine. Yeah. Like, like that's what we should be worried about. Instead, we just oh, mm. can't. Oh, <laughs> Which defender should we put on? The one who can't walk, or the Greek bloke who's got an absolute clangor in him every single week, yeah. or the Moroccan fella who was supposed to be 
the next best thing since Franz Beckenbauer. But actually, like, turns out he's absolutely nothing like that at all. And bang actually, average. he's yeah. probably the problem. Yeah, bang average. Yeah, yeah. No, very weird, mate. Very weird. Um, right. Okay. I tell you what, James. We won't do final thoughts. What we'll do, I'll just get a quick sort of thing from you now. A little bit of a look ahead, um, and then I'll, or uh, well, hopefully. We'll have a uh, not in the forest opposition view bolted onto the end uh, of this chat. Um, yeah, talk about easing our way back in. Uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a, a frantic time for James and I, though. Not had loads of time uh, between me getting back off holiday and getting this pod out. So, yeah, try and get not in the forest view. Uh, looking ahead then, Jonesy. Do you fancy that? What about this, right? 20 quid charity bet. I think West Ham will get seven or more points from the next four games. Uh, if they do, you got to give 20 quid to the Bobby Moore Fund. And if they don't, uh, they get six or less, I'll give 20 quid to the uh, DT38 Foundation. What if I think we'll get more than seven? Well, I don't think you do. I put that to you earlier on and you said... <laughs> no, I don't think we'll get more than seven. Yeah, okay, I'll take the bet. You're on. Not for that. Yeah, no, nice one. Cool. Um Talk to me then, not in the forest, very briefly. Saturday, three o'clock kickoff at the city ground. They're, you know, they're not exactly superb, are they? 16th in the league. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, when you go on Google, West Ham's win probability is 33% compared to not in the forest, 40. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe not as uh, maybe not as encouraging for the for the betters. I thought they lost 3 2 at home to Newcastle. Uh, on the weekend and managed to overcome our FA Cup foes, Bristol City on penalties uh, in on Wednesday. Yeah, drew away at uh, um, Bournemouth, lost to Arsenal. You know, they can't buy a win either, quite frankly, Jonesy. Um, yeah, what are, you, what are you expecting from the game? I reckon we'll win. Well, I watched their game against Newcastle and thought they looked all right. Um, but they're, they're, they're dangerous in attack. Uh, Langer's looking good, very quick. Um, Gibbs White's always a, always a danger, um, but I think we'll, we'll probably get a draw there. I don't, I don't really see us winning the, if we're playing the way we are. And the limbo carries but, on. Yeah, I just, mate, I'm, I'm, I just feel so indifferent to it after that, that that game of the weekend. I just feel so indifferent. I don't see us improving. Yeah. And it stems from the fact that we've 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 come out the back end of a transfer window with a weaker squad, a thinner squad. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think it's necessarily like, weaker; it's thinner. It's it, what it is. If it's thinner, it's weaker, right? Like if you've got no mm. cover, if you end up playing, you're playing a, a left back at left wing because you haven't you've sold yeah, two left wingers and honest, not replaced them. Yeah. Like the four nails, I would have ideally kept four nails, but hey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that is what it is. It's happened now, but as a result of it happening, I, I and as a, as a result of the the form that we've been in since the turn of the year, yeah, just like we scored four goals in in seven games, and two of those were penalties for crying out loud. Like, <laughs> and you think we're going to go to not in the forest and get a result? I just don't yeah. see it happening. And I hope I'm, mate. I hope I'm wrong. I, re- you know, yeah. I, obviously, I hope I'm. I hope I'm so wrong. It's embarrassing. Mm. But um, <laughs> something's telling me that I'm going to be bang on. No, I think we'll be all right, mate. I think we'll be all right. Um, 
ugly one. Uh, right, okay. Uh, we'll do better way charity bets next, actually. Um, and then you'll hopefully hear a Night in the Forest opposition view. Actually, James, will we release that later in the week? Why don't we do that? We were doing that earlier in the season, weren't we? This is an hour and seven minutes. Why don't we yeah, release push it out in the, week. the forest yeah. one later in the week, shall we? All right. Yeah. Well, that's it for this podcast then. Uh, you'll get another one later this week, not in the forest opposition view. Um, yeah, it's a nice little bite-sized one hour, seven minutes for you. Uh, don't forget, follow us on all our social media. We are West. We are underscore West Ham, sorry, on Twitter. Uh, we are West Ham Pod on Instagram. Uh, please do go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't bother with Facebook anymore. I think I might have accidentally deleted that while I was on holiday. So don't worry about Facebook, but do go and follow us on Instagram. Uh, subscribe to our channel there, please. Uh, we are West Ham Podcast, you search for, and it will flash up. Watch some of the videos, get involved in the comments, etc., etc. Uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to the pod. And, of course, as I reminded you earlier, you can buy me and James a pint if you want. Uh, I think James needs cheering up somewhat. Um, me and James are doing a 10K run together in a couple of weeks' time. So uh, we'll certainly be having a beer or two after that. Uh, so, yeah, if you fancy uh, chipping into that fund, go to buymeacoffee.com slash wearewestam uh, and you can buy us a pint or two. Uh, for me and James to share together if you want to. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, you just search us anywhere you fancy on social media, really. Uh, hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Hope you're glad we're back. Thanks to those of you who got in touch and sent us some messages while we were away telling us how much you were looking forward to the pod coming back. Well, here we are. We're back once again. Um, and yeah, West Ham lost 6-0 to Arsenal um, at the weekend. I don't think there's too much more to say, but me and James have got our charity bet for the next four games coming up. I've got some weird optimism just based on what's gone before, where David Moyes always pulls out a few results when we're in trouble. I don't think it'll be pretty, but I don't think anyone's expecting West Ham games to be pretty. These days, are they? Never mind. Still in Europe, last 16, still eighth in the league. It could be much worse. And that is all we've really got to hold on to at the moment. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for being patient with us up the hammers. West Ham United are massive. And we'll see you later this week. Hi, this is Tony Cotty, and you're listening to the We Are West Ham podcast. The We Are West Ham podcast is sponsored by Miriam Errington Conveyancing in Adelaide, South Australia. So if you are buying or selling a property in Adelaide, South Australia or Australia as a whole, make sure you keep West Ham business in the West Ham family by giving Miriam a call or a shout. It's Miriam Errington Conveyancing for all your property sale and conveyancing needs down under. Sports Social Podcast Network.